the topic this week. First of all, I apologize in advance. I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna have to end on time uh, tonight, and I'm gonna have to run out right after the shir. Normally, I like, I enjoy schmoozing with guys a little bit afterwards. I have a chasna I'm trying to catch the tail end of before, before the uh, father of the chasna leaves. I have to go say malzutov, so, uh, so I'm gonna have to run to Williamsburg after the uh, after the shir. So. Um, the, the topic I wanted to talk about tonight is uh, shilas that I got recently relating to sushi. Now, uh, if you advertise like shilas about sushi, so, you know, people think it's Arachayim shilas. No, these are Chosh and Mishpat shilas relating specifically to sushi. So then I thought maybe you can even make it more unique. It's Chosh and Mishpat shilas relating to sushi that you can only answer by learning Seder Nashim. Okay, so th- those are the uh, that's the, the topic. So what are the what are what are the shilas? So the two 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 uh, questions that came to me recently. One of them, an owner of a pizza store in Manhattan, a very popular, famous pizza store in Manhattan, uh, came over to me and told me that he's starting. I don't know if he's starting or he always had, but he, he has a uh, a sushi counter at his pizza store because what decent pizza store doesn't have a sushi counter these days? So he has a sushi counter at his pizza store, and he needs a head sushi chef. He needs a guy to make the sushi. So he didn't know where to find somebody. He lives in the five towns. He lives in North Woodmere, actually. So he decided to go into one of the local supermarkets. I don't know which one it was. He didn't tell me whether it was Brock's or Gourmet Glot or Seasons, whatever. One of the supermarkets, they all have their own sushi people there. And he figured, what better way to find a sushi person than to ask the sushi guy in one of those places if he has a friend who maybe could, uh, is interested in a job being a sushi person in, uh, in Manhattan. So he went over to uh, the sushi counter and he asked the sushi guy uh, if, you know, if he has any friends who are interested. And the sushi guy said, listen, in, in this operation over here, we have five sushi chefs. I am the lead sushi chef. I am the number one guy. Apparently they're ranked. They, they rank them one, two, three, four, five, four, and five. He said, my number two guy would love to be a number one guy somewhere. So why don't I give you his number? You take my number two guy. Don't worry about it. You know, it's a great opportunity for him. I'm so happy for him that he'll get the opportunity to be a number one sushi guy in a pizza store in Manhattan. So now this person feels very bad. He wasn't coming in to poach anyone's employee. He wasn't coming to try to take away someone else's employee from another Jewish business. That wasn't his intention. His intention was to network a little bit and to see if he could find another sushi chef. So he asked me, am I allowed to take that employee who works for another Jewish business, or is that a problem of some, on some level, whatever the problem may be, he wasn't sure, on some level of stealing someone else's employee? That was Shaila number one. And then he said, he also said, and, and if you're going to tell me I can't just take his employee, what if I take out an ad in the paper, and, and, and that guy uh, applies now because he knows that I'm looking, and you know, so, so should, do I have to not hire him because, I, because I, I really know that that's how I came to him, by going into someone else's store? It seems wrong to go into someone else's store and just pick off employees and hiring them. So uh, he said, that wasn't my intention, but that's, that seems to be what's, what's happening. Is that, is that permissible? That is Shaila number one. The other sushi-related Shaila is really a fascinating case that happened in uh, DRS, where uh, the high school that I teach at, where um, the boys sometimes um, like to order their own, their own lunch. And um, there was a boy who's from the five towns and who knows all the places in the five towns. He's very familiar with all the different places. There are roughly um, 350 places you could buy sushi in the five towns. And the, the, the boy went over to, uh, to one of his friends who lives in Queens and another friend who lives in West Hempstead. 
and he said to each of them, uh, and he, this happened pretty much every day, he said to each of them, would you like to order sushi for lunch? They said, sure, how much is it? Whatever it is, $5.95, $6 a roll. What would you like? Spicy tuna, no problem. What would you like? Uh, cooked salmon, I don't know. So he ordered, he took $6 from each of them, and he ordered. Now, there is one place in the five towns where they have a deal, six days a week, every day that they're open, buy two, get one free. Stop, chop, and roll. For those familiar? So stop, chop, and roll is you buy two, you get one free, every day stop, chop, and roll. So this guy, he really liked eating sushi, this boy from the five towns, but he didn't really like paying for sushi. That wasn't as much fun. So what he did was, he would go over to a kid from Queens who's not familiar with all the stores in the five towns, has no idea that there's a buy two, get, and he asks, would you like to order sushi? He says, yes, I'd like to order one roll. Would you like to order a boy from West Hampton? Yes, I'd like to order one roll. Six dollars from that guy, six dollars from that guy. Would call up Stop, Chop, and Roll and say, I'd like to order two rolls of sushi. Well, you know, you got one free. I know. And I was like, Okay, whatever roll. Can I, so one and and this went on for a long time. Just kept on happening and on and on. And the boys never knew they were they were happy. They got the roll of sushi for six dollars. He was happy. He got his roll of sushi for free. And one day, one of the I think it was the Queen's boy, a Sephardic boy, was sitting there eating his sushi at lunch. And and the reason I'm mentioning that on purpose because it, it's going to play a role in the halacha and um, that he's Sephardic. And he was sitting there eating his sushi for for lunch. And one of his friends, another friend of his from the Five Towns, said, "Oh, where'd you get that from?" So he said, "I don't know. Wherever he, you know, my friend orders." He said, "Oh, stop, chop, and roll. What did you do with the extra roll?" Said, what do you mean? What, I, what extra roll? What are you talking about? He said, "Well, no one gets one roll from stop, chop, and roll. You know, if you buy two, you get one free. You're Jewish, right? So if there's no. Even if you're only hungry for one roll, you're buying two so that you can get the third one free. That's what you do. No one buys one roll and stop, chop, and roll. That's uh, so you do them before some. Everybody knows that. So he said, I, I never heard of this before. I don't know what you're talking about. Goes over to his friend from West Hempstead and says, you know, this guy's been taking. I, I don't know what's been going on. Have you been getting the free roll? So I'm getting a free roll. So they go over to the boy from the Five Towns and they say, where's our free roll been going all this time? He says, you mean my free roll? <laughs> I, I've been putting the order together. So it's, it's, it, you asked me for a roll of sushi. And a roll of sushi costs $6. If you go into Stop, Chop, and Roll and you ask them for one roll of sushi, it will cost you, I'm making up the number, I don't know what it is. It's delicious, it's a wonderful store, my favorite sushi place in the Five Towns. It will cost you $6. Right? So you got that. You got exactly what you paid for. You got everything you paid for. I'm not taking anything that belongs to you. I'm taking what belongs to me. They said, no, no, you're, you're benefiting off of our money. You can't do that. So I said to the guy, every day, really? <laughs> you don't feel guilty? Every single day? He said, no, not every day. Sometimes I'm really hungry. So sometimes I want two rolls. So sometimes I'll only go over to like the Queen's kid and ask him, and I won't ask the West Hampton kid if he wants to order, and I'll buy a roll myself. So I'll pay $6, and I'll just get two rolls for $6, and, you know, he'll get one roll for $6. But, the, 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 but, but I, you know, it's not, it's not every day that I eat for free. Sometimes I eat for, for a little bit of money. So they, they were both 100% convinced that they were right. That both sides were 100% convinced that they were right. So they wanted to know what the halach is, who's entitled. So the, the kids from Queens and, the fi- and, and West Hempstead were saying, you owe us like a month's worth of, you know, of lunch. You know, for, and, and, and he's saying, I owe you absolutely nothing. And I understand if you don't want to do this you know, anymore, I'll find some other poor slob who's going to pay for my lunch. But, you know, but I, don't think I'm doing any, I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. So those are the two sushi, chosh, and mishpat shaylas. Um, that, that I've had to deal with recently, both very recently. Whenever it comes to Choshim Mishpashalas, before I start anything, someone pointed out to me at, uh, at a dinner this week that last week I made a comment almost uh, 
uh, you know, as a joke that may have fallen flat and may have been misconstrued or misunderstood. So I want to be 100% clear about this. I made some sort of comment about if someone commits a crime, if it's bad for Shiduchim or good for Shiduchim, and maybe it depends what kind of crime the person committed, some sort of stupid joke like that. But uh, the, whenever dealing with Chalash Mishpah my Shita, and I'm not someone to have Shitas, but this I have a Shita on, um, my, my, my Shita is that... Um, we, you know, that, that there are certain shilas where you go in and you go straight down the middle, where you look for, you know, the, the middle road, you look for what's the most yasha way of looking at the, uh, at the question is halachically. What does the Ikara didn't say? There are certain shilas where you have to be nota lahakel. You know, by need the shilas, there's a masorah to try to be nota lahakel, to be, to be mitari, shalabayla, David HaMelech says, yodai melechachos b'dam shvir, b'dam shilya lahatiri shalabayla, it's dafka lahatiri shalabayla, Torah Hashem is medayik on the bottom of the shulchan aruch, that that's, that's the kunz, it's dafka to be matir in shalabayla. So you always try to look for a kula when it comes to the need the shilas. Then there are certain shilas where you see that the world is moving in a certain direction, where people are starting to take too many liberties, and it may be Kedai for Rabbanim to go a little bit in the other direction. And to, you know, Paskin with a little bit of a, um, a little bit of a Natiya to be, to be Machmir. Every time there's another news story about someone else, some other from Jew, from Jew, who uh, commits some sort of fraud or some sort of uh, Dine Mominus, you know, crime, it, 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 it leads me to believe that we need to be no tef for midas chasidus when it comes to chosh mishpat. That when it comes to any any issues between one person and another person and their money, we always need to be beyond honest. We need to we always need to be no to the nth degree of honesty. Mori Varabi, uh, one of the many things that Rav Shechter cries about often is the is the, the the fact that there are people that he believes maybe because of his innocence he believes that there are people that mamish don't even know that it's wrong. They don't even know that it's usher to cheat on your taxes, that it's usher to steal from a guy, that it's usher to do all that, it's usher to be dishonest. There are people that, and he says there are people that will say, no one ever told me in yeshiva. They, they always told me, this. they never ever told me that, uh, that you have to be honest with them and, and respectful. And they never ever told me. So he says it's, it's the, the fault of the high school rabbayim and the rabbanim for not ever uh, giving musr about it and never being strong about it. So, okay, right here, right now, you heard it here, hopefully not first. You have to be honest. You're not allowed to cheat in anything. And if anything, when it comes to Chosh Mish we should always try to go lefnim Mishra Sadim. Okay, that's just... Um, Whatever, something that's uh, that, that weighs down on me a little bit. But in terms of in terms of these shilas in front of us, so which one which one is more intriguing to you? Second, second. Okay, number two. All right. So the uh, the sushi place. So it's actually fairly straightforward. Well, not so straightforward. It's, um, the shila comes up a lot in poskim uh, in recent in recent years with a number of different um, number of different examples. Uh, there's a sefer mishpatei Torah from Rav Spitz in Eretz Yisrael where he has the Shailah about pizza, that a, a guy would get together a bunch of chevra and everyone would order one slice, and the, the cost of seven slices is the same cost as a pie. So the same thing, and he, would, uh, and he would take that extra slice for himself. So he discusses a little bit over there. But where it really comes from, the, the sugya really begins in the Mesechus Ksubas and Dafsadi Chasim days. The sugya talks about, the Gemara over there talks about, what's a brisa? 
Let's say you send a shliach to go buy you something from the store, right? I sent this week, I sent, uh, uh, one of my friends went to a Svarim sale, he asked me if there's anything I wanted, so I asked him, yeah, please buy me a certain safer. Let's say when he's checking out and he's paying for the safer, I gave him the money, he's paying my money for the safer, and that's all he's getting. Someone uh, behind the counter says, you know what, we're giving a free gift, here, take this, an extra gift. So the Bryce wants to know, who does that gift belong to? Does it belong to the guy who did the shopping, the shaliach? Does it belong to the mishaleach, who sent with the money, or something else? So how many possibilities are there? There are three possibilities. There's the shaliach, the mishaleach, or what's the third possibility? Something else. They split it, that it belongs to both of them, that they should split the money. So says the b'risa, hosif yisera. If they add an extra thing, when you go to buy something, hakol the shaliach, divrei rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says the shaliach is entitled to the whole thing. The one who's being sent as the guy to do the buying, he gets the whole thing. Rabbi Yossi Yomar Cholkin. Rabbi Yossi says, no, you split it between the Shaliach and the Mishaleach. Vatanya, wait, how could you say Rabbi Yossi says Cholkin, Vatanya, Rabbi Yossi Yomar Balamos. Doesn't Rabbi Yossi say that everything goes to the Balamos, everything goes to the Mishaleach, the one who's paying for it. It's his money that's getting this extra item. Amram Barcham Kasha. It depends what kind of item you're buying. Are you buying something that has a clear set price? See, if you're buying something that, that doesn't have a clear set price, so when you're paying $100, let's say, so you could get a little bit, you could get a lot, there's no clear set price. So whatever you're getting, even if they're giving you more than you expected, we assume it's all for that $100. So when it's a Dabr Shein Lo Kitzvah, it all will go to the Mishaleach. Because since we don't know that this is necessarily extra, it may just be part of what you're paying for, because there is no standard price, so it may just be part of what, what, the, what the $100 will buy you, it will therefore all go to the guy who paid the money for it. But if it's Dabr Shein Lo Kitzvah, where you know that it's something extra. You know that this item costs, there's a price tag on it, and it says exactly it cost, uh, the safer that I got cost $15.86. Exactly. And then they're throwing in a little something extra. So you know that it's not for, for the, uh, that, that it's not for the money that you bought. So what is it? So then it would be Chalkin. Why would it be Chalkin? We'll get to it in a second. But that would be Chalkin. Then you would divide it between the Shliach and the Mishalech. That's Shittas Rabbi Yossi. So Machlok is between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi. And let's keep it simple over here. A Dover Shiesh Lokitzvah, something that has a set price. Let's assume sushi has a set price because it does. There's a price tag on it. In fact, when they ring you up and stop, chop, and roll, I believe, I never look so carefully at the receipt, but I believe I once looked at it and it says, you know, you pay, this roll cost you $5.95, this roll cost you $5.95, this roll cost you $0.00. Meaning that it is that, that, that each one has its set price. And then they give you the third one for free. They're Mosif, Echa, they add, they add one, one extra one for free. So it turns out it's Machlok, Rabbi Yudah and Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yudah says the Shliach gets to keep it. Rabbi Yossi says it gets split between the Shliach and the, and the, uh, and the Mishaleach. That's the, uh, the Machlokas, yeah? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. So that's, that's the Machlokas. Now. Something that's in Lokitzvah? Something that's in Lokitzvah? Um, well, a car depends how you negotiate. A used car, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a gem, but sometimes. It, Not necessarily. A lot of times when you buy a car, there's an, uh, or anything you buy in Israel, <laughs> ever. There's <laughs> always there's always a negotiation. Um, yeah, I would think so. I think once they put a set price on it, so then it's a, it's a davar sheish I would think so. Yeah, I think so. Um,
Now, how do we paskin? So the Gemara goes on and tells us how we paskin. Uh, right after his Gemara, Amraf Papa, Hilchsa Davar Sheyesh Lo Kitzvah Cholkin, Davar Sheyesh Lo Kitzvah Kol Balamos. The Allah is that if you're dealing with something that uh, doesn't have a set price, it all goes Lebalamos. But if it's a Davar Sheyesh Lo Kitzvah, something that does have a set price, then you split it between the Balamos, between the Mishaleach and the, uh, the Shliach. And the Gemara, so we passed in that way, Lahalacha, my Kamashvlan, Shnu Dishnin, Shnu Yehu. What's the Kiddush by telling us that we passed in this way? Of course, we passed in like Rabbi Yossi. We always passed in like Rabbi Yossi against Rabbi Yehuda. So says the Gemara, no, the Kiddush over here in telling us, in Rav Papa telling us this, is that the answer that we gave to answer up Rabbi Yossi, we had a steer in Rabbi Yossi, and we answered it up with this Teretz of Davashesh Lokitzva versus Davashesh then it's a real answer, that it's not just a Shnu Yedukhike, sometimes the Gemara says, where we're just trying to push off to give uh, an answer. Kolduhu to, to make it go away. No, this is a real answer. We seriously are mechalik between a davar sheyesh lo kitzvah and a davar sheyesh lo kitzvah. Here's the question. Why is it that when you have a davar sheyesh lo kitzvah, why is it, um, no, I'm sorry, davar sheyesh lo kitzvah, why is it that when there's a set price, we split it? What's the svara to split it? What's the logic to split such such a thing? No, what do you think? Both of your efforts contributed to oh. earning it. So, rov rishonim, say like you. The riff, the rush, the way the Ran understands it in the tour, according to the way the Beis Yosef understands the tour, all say that you have to look at who was responsible for getting that extra roll of sushi. It was a combination of factors. It was the money of the West Hempstead boy and the Queens boy, and the efforts of the Five Towns boy. And the combination of all that got them the sushi. So one, one group contributed the money, the other person contributed the effort, and that's why you split between the money and the effort. That's how the run and the the uh, and the riff and the rush. That's what they say. Yeah. In this case, the money, the, the effort of the five towns guy would, not, would never have existed without the money from the. Yeah, in all the cases, I think. Meaning, whenever you're a shaliach to buy something for someone, so it's his money that you're paying and you're buying it. So. Without without the deal from the store, without, I mean, it doesn't like depend on the fact that he was um, he owed all his energy. Since they bought the other two rows. Like if he had known that the Oh he never would have become their Shliach to just do them a favor. Oh, oh, so there may be another issue of Gnevis Das. Right. There may be another issue of Gnevis But Gnevis Das would not mean that you then owe them money. It would just mean that you're a bad guy. Right? But it wouldn't, it wouldn't and I think we're in agreement over here that this was not a nice thing to do. This is not a, not a good thing to do. You should have arranged with them to... I think people do this all the time, where they take turns around Robin. You know, they get... They know they're getting... Uh, I don't know, if you get three rolls of sushi, it's 24 pieces of sushi between the, between the three of them or whatever. And they, they know that to this day, you'll pay this, they will pay this day. So they'll, they'll split it around that way, or they know it's $12. They'll each chip in $4. That's a normal way to do it. But this guy didn't do a nice thing. He did something that's clearly not nice, and we gave it to him over the head for that. He did something very not nice. It really wasn't nice. The question is, does he owe the money? Did he steal from them? Did he take something that actually belongs to them? But the welcome he did for him, say, I was going to go to Target, but I was going to go to Target to buy my, to go buy something for myself, and I say, I'm going for some, I'm go, say, I'm going, I'll get for someone else, and then they, then say, I get some, I say, spend $25 to get $5 for it. Would that be, would the welcome be different if I was shopping for myself? If you were shopping for yourself as well, and you added to it. Ah, so that's why I, I added that there were some days where he was particularly hungry, and he bought himself some sushi also. And then it was that second roll that he bought himself that entitled him 
to the uh, to the third to the third free roll. So maybe that would be different. Maybe in that case, it, then it's not just pure shaliach mishaleach. Then he's also he's also a balamos. So you could argue. Now, wait a second. According to the Rif and the Rush, if you're looking at what is responsible for getting this third roll, so it's the combination of the money of the people who put in money and the effort of the guy who put in the effort. So then it would turn out that this guy, if he bought himself a roll, is two thirds of that, meaning or three quarters. He put in all the effort and he put in half the money. So if you're going to split it, he should get three quarters of it. You know, if there are eight pieces in that third in that third roll, he should get six of them. Right, according to that, according to the Riff and the Rush. Again, so the Riff and the Rush give the simple svara that you look at you look at who's responsible for getting this extra roll. And if you think about it, why is it that a store owner, Avi Schreier, stop chop and roll? Why is it that he's giving a third roll of sushi? Is it because one day he was sitting around a shop table and saying, well, what store should we open up? Let's open up a sushi place. Five Towns really needs a sushi place. So let's, let's open up a, uh, a sushi place. And what, but what's going to be our gimmick? You know, well, we'll have a clever name. Stop, chop, and roll. Genius. Okay, good. So what's going to be, but what's going to be our gimmick? How are we going to get people? What's going to, I have an idea. Let's just give sushi for free. Well, that's not, that's not a good business decision. If you just give sushi for free, you'll open up a store and then you'll close the store very shortly thereafter. So why, why is he just giving sushi for free? He's not a stupid person. He knows exactly what he's doing. Why is he giving sushi for free? He wants you to buy the buy second sushi roll. Yeah. Ah, so there are a couple of ways to look at this. You could say he's giving you the sushi for free because he wants you to shop at his store rather than someone else's store. Everywhere else that you buy doesn't give you, over here in Queens, from what I understand, my good friend Aaron Hertz in, uh, in Casino Farms, in Aaron's Casino Farms, is uh, buy two, get one free. But I think uh, in the five town, I think he's the only show in town that does buy two, get one free. Stop, job, and roll, I think. So it's, it's, it's a great way to get you. People are going to buy sushi anyway, so they're going to have to go to one place. They'll go to the place where you can get something for free. Or maybe you could say, no, there's a difference, Svara. It's not that I, I never want someone to walk into my store and buy just one roll of sushi. Once you're, it's not about getting you into the store. You're not going to come for the buy two, get one free. You're going to come because you like the sushi here. But once you're here, why should I sell you one roll of sushi if I could sell you two rolls of sushi? So how am I going to get you to buy the second roll of sushi even though you're not hungry? And even though you're counting carbs or whatever? How am I going to get you to, to do that? So I'll get you to do that by telling you I'm going to give you something free if you do it. So there's a, maybe enough community between the two. If you say I'm doing it because I want you to make the decision to come to my store... The kid from Queens and the kid from West Ham said, have no idea what store you're going to. Have, don't care what store you're going to. They ordered a roll of sushi. You got them a roll of sushi. That's it. That's all they wanted. Whose decision was it to bring the business to Stop, Chop, and Roll? It was the kid from the Five Towns who was bringing that money every day to Stop, Chop, and Roll. If it's a reward for the decision, so then maybe it should go to the, to the kid who was from the Five Towns who was going there every day. But if you say, no, it's not a reward for the decision. It's a way of getting uh, more business. It's a way of making sure that someone's going to spend $12 instead of $6. And when he's, so by spending $12, you're now going to get rewarded the extra sushi. And it works, because otherwise he just would have gone over to one of those kids and asked them, well, why do you go over to two kids and that? Because he knows that's the magic number. You've got to get two rolls. So it's a reward for the business. Well, who, who actually paid for the business? Well, it's the other the kids who ordered it. So maybe it'll happen enough for me in terms of why he did it. But again, the Riff and the Rush don't look at it that way. The Riff and the Rush say, what made it happen? What were the causes? Not what was the psychology. What made it happen? What made it happen is a combination of money and effort. So it gets split between the Baal Hamaos and the Baal Ha'ishtadlus. That's how it gets split. Good, that's the Riff and the Rush. Rashi, 
says that no, different part. He says, why is the storekeeper giving you something free, Rashi says? We have to look psych- psychologically. That's what we're looking. We're not looking at what cause, we're looking psychologically. Why would a storekeeper give you something free? So Rashi says, we're not sure. It could be that he'll give you something free because you come into the store, you smile at him, you're very polite, you know, you're just a good customer, you're someone that, that he likes very much. So he likes you so much, he wants to give you something for free. Or it could be that he doesn't know you from Adam, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't, doesn't, doesn't like you very much at all, but the guy that you're buying for is a good friend of his. And he wants to be very nice to the guy that you're buying for, to the guy that sent you. So he wants you to go back and tell him, look, I got you something for free. So we don't know. We don't know why the storekeeper is giving you something for free. And because we don't know it's a suffix, so chalkin. That's why we divide it. So machlokas we shown him. Why do we divide it? Do we divide it based on what practically gets you the extra sushi? Or do we divide it based on psychology? Based on what is going on in the mind of the, the storekeeper? Two big nafkaminas. One nafkamina is, let's say the storekeeper says, I'm giving extra to the shliach because I like him. So he said, you know what? I like you. I remember when I was a kid, when I was, uh, when, when I was uh, very young, my mother used to send me, drop me off at the bakery. There used to be such a thing as a separate bakery. Now it doesn't exist, at least where I live. Now they're all in the supermarkets already. But they, my mother would drop me off at Zamix and she would say, buy a pound of cookies for Shabbos. It used to be in the 5,000 people who would eat cookies. Buy a pound of, uh, of, of cookies for Shabbos. And, uh, and whenever I would go, every time, because I was a kid and, uh, and there were all, it was, Zamix was all old ladies that worked there, so it was cute. Have, to have kids come in, so they would always give me free cookies. Oh, and it was clear that it was because of me. It wasn't because of my mother. Like it was, it was, it was obvious. You know, I'd get a pinch on the cheek. I'd get it. You know, so it was obvious that it was. So if they say that I'm doing this for you because I think you're so cute, because I did, so I'm doing it. I'm doing it after for you. So then, according to Rashi, he'd say the shliach would get it, right? Because he knows it's for him. But according to the riff and the and and, and the rush, it would turn out that the Michelle he would still have to split it because it's still a combined effort. Of the money plus the plus the effort, the other nafkamina is the other way. If you know that it's being given because of the money, meaning stop, chop, and roll. I know that when I go there, I, as much as Avi Schreier is a friend of mine, and you know the guy who owns the store is a friend of mine, and I like him, and I taught his kids and whatever. I know when I go there, he's not giving me that extra roll of sushi because he likes me. You know how I know that? Because he gives it to the guy behind me in line, the guy in front of me in line, and people who come in with a scowl on their face, and people who aren't nice, and people... He gives it to everybody. So it has absolutely nothing to do with me. What does it have to do with it? It has to do with the fact that I'm buying two rolls. I'm giving, I'm giving him $12 instead of $6. That's what gets the extra roll. So that might be enough community. What Rashi would say... It would go to the Bal Hamos in that case, because you know where it's coming from, whereas the Rif and the Rush would say, no, you still split it. Because the, the, I may know why he's giving it, but at the end of the day, it's only happening because I walked into that store. Yeah, they paid for it, but it's only happening because I walked into the store and because of their money, and that's why we split it. It's still the combined effort. So what do we pass on the So it's clearly passing like Rabbi Yossi, but so that, that you would split it. But which Svara? Rashi Svara? Or uh, the Rif and the Rush. So you might guess that when the Rif and the Rush agree to something, the Mechaber is always good in Paskin, like the Rif and the Rush, because it's the Mechaber writes in the Akdama to Beis Yosef that he always Paskins like the majority of two opinions, of the three opinions between the Rif, the Rush, and the Rambam. And of course he rigs the system because the Rambam always agrees with the Rif. The Rambam himself writes that he always agrees with the Rif except for like three places. So uh, it's always going to work out. That, but in this case, the Rush also agrees. Even the, Ashkenazi, the token Ashkenazi he throws in agrees with the uh, with the Sephardic Psak that, uh, that, that the reason you split is because Zevazagorim uh, right into the money and the effort that caused it so the Chora 
in this case as well, you would have to split it. So that's what the Shulchan Aruch passes like. But the Ramah, the Ramah passes like Rashi. The Ramah passes like Rashi. So in Rashi, according to Rashi, Luchora, in this case, it would go to the, uh, the everything would go would go to uh, no. According to Rashi, everything would would go to the Mishaleach. Everything would go to the people who paid for it, to the Queen Skin and the West Hempstead kid. Because I know he's not giving it to me. Because I'm not, I know he's not giving it to the Five Towns guy just because he walked into the store. He gives it to everybody. So I know that he's giving it because of the business. He's giving it because of the money. So here's the problem: the boy who was buying it was an Ashkenazi kid from the Five Towns. I mean, the boy who was you know the Five Towns kid who was the who was stealing it or whatever, who was taking that extra role was an Ashkenazi kid. The boy who was paying for it, one of the boys who was paying for it was a Sephardi kid from Queens. And another boy who was paying for it was an Ashkenazi kid from West Hempstead. Now what do you do? You know what the Allah is, Machaber, Ramah, you know what, what you would do if everybody's a Sephardi, you know what you do if everybody's an Ashkenazi. I asked Roshachta, what do you do in this case? When, you have, when it's Machlok, it's Machlok, I didn't ask him this case. I don't want to get involved in the, the actual Shiloh, but I asked him, what do you do with Machlok's Machaber, Ramah, and one side is a Sephardi, the other side is an Ashkenazi. And it happens to be funny in this case, think about this for a second. The, who would say what? The Ashkenazi boy from the five towns would go ask his rabbi, and what would his rabbi say? You lose. It all goes to them, right? We're Rashi people. We're, uh, so it all, it, you lose. It all goes to, to the people who paid for it. Because you know that they're not giving it to you for your efforts, they're giving it to you for the money. Because you brought in the business. The Svarty kid from Queens is going to go ask his rabbi, and his rabbi is going to tell him, you don't win. You have to split it. Did the Svarty, Svarty kid come to you? Uh, okay, I'm just saying, like if if, if you were to ask the mechaber, you know, and if uh, so, it, 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 so it comes out that the if you follow Ashkenazi Allah, the Ashkenazi guy loses, and if you follow the Sephardi Allah, the Sephardi guy doesn't win. He splits it, but he doesn't he doesn't win. So it comes out somewhat interesting, yeah. Even in this case, though, even according to Rashi, these two guys never would have given their business to stop shop and roll if not for the Ashkenazi. Right, that's true. Meaning. The Ashkenazi, the, the Five Towns kids' entire taina was, let's say I wouldn't have gone to Stop Shop and Roll. Let's say I would have gone to Brach, so to Gourmet Glad or whatever. I would have gone to any, to any other store. And that doesn't have this deal. And I would have given you, for your $6, exactly what you ordered. Would you have any tainas on me? You have no tainas. You got exactly what you ordered, exactly what you paid for. Because I'm smart enough to know where to go, where to shop, you know, let's, you know, if I, if I would have gone to a store where I know the storekeeper likes me, I will always throw something in extra for me. That I'm allowed to keep. You know, so why is this any different? So you, you got exactly what you asked for, exactly what you expected. I didn't cheat you out of anything. If you would have gone yourself to the store and ordered one roll, you would have gotten exactly that. But Afal Pikain, there is a halacha over here. Meaning, Enochinami, he, he brought the business there, but they're paying for, they're, they're giving that extra roll for that, for, for the payment, for the fact that he's spending $12, not $6. Well, maybe they would have, maybe they wouldn't have, but it's irrelevant. Now they are. And because of that, and because of that, they're getting an extra roll. It's only because of the, the third guy. I hear. I still think, I think it, 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 it comes down pretty neatly with the Mechaber and the Ramah. I would still, I would still think of it that way. Let's say that he's like buying it from the guy, like he's a middleman, he buys it and sells it to them. No, that's not what's happening. He's a Shliach for them. 
I don't think, I think he, he wouldn't be buying it if he didn't already have the orders. Well, he, he, has, he knows he has a buyer lined up. No, it's different. If, let's say, I go, it happens to be Stop Shop and Roll, it was a real scam because Stop Shop and Roll comes to DRS every single day and sells, like, boxes of sushi. But the, 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 the but, but when, when he does that, when Avi Shryer comes to DRS every day with a box of 100 rolls of sushi and sells out every single day, so he's bringing 100 rolls, not because he has orders for 100 rolls. So if someone were to do that, would just bring 100 rolls, so that you're buying and then you're selling it to whoever happens happens to buy. But over here, he's only ordering because he has the orders, right? I think he's a shliach. I'm pretty sure that in this case, you would consider him a shliach. Now, I think, you know, so Shefta said he's not sure. He's not sure he thought it was a good shayla. He's not sure what to do when you have a machaber amah and, uh, and one, one person's Sephardi, the other person's Ashkenazi. Um, I asked someone else who's involved in the Chosh Mishpat shaylas, and they said that you say, Motsi Mechavera Lavaraya. And in that case, you would say, Motsi Mechavera Lavaraya. So for all this time that he had the sushi, so it's already... He's already muxlik in his stomach that uh, that the sushi's there. So the so the half that he owes them that you know that 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 uh, for sure he has to he has to give up that half. The the other half that's uh, debatable whether he owes them or not. So that he gets to, that he gets to keep. So the would turn out that you have to pay something. You have to do some sort of some sort of to pay them at least for for half of what he did, which is interesting because what about it may may even be more complicated because. For Klape, the West Hempstead kid, who's an Ashkenazi, he'd have to give him his entire portion of what he deserves. Klape, the 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 kid from Queens, who's Svardik, he would have to he would have to split whatever he's entitled to. So it's, it comes out very much more complicated than you would expect it to come out. You know, they were expecting they were like you know. I, I was I was hoping that the guy would just say, oh, "Forget it! I'll just give them whatever they, you know." Uh, so, but we we told them that this is not an appropriate way to behave. Now, the yeah, in in the Sefer Mishpatei Torah, he says that if the shliach ordered the second roll for himself, or in his case, he said a guy got six chaver together, each of them ordered one slice of pizza, and then the guy himself ordered a seventh slice for himself, and then took the free slice on top of that. So in this case, it would be the equivalent of the shliach ordering the second roll for himself. The Mishpatei Torah of Spitz argues that he could definitely say that the shlichus does not entitle the buyer to anything, and only the second roll earned the third roll, and the, the shliach is able to get everything. The one who paid for it doesn't get anything. It's somewhat questionable. According to Rashi, you should still probably be able to split. I don't know. I wasn't so convinced by that. Mishpatei Torah also says that the shliach who puts it all together, he, said, he also is mechalic like this. He says, if two people got together and said, we want to order sushi, and asked the shliach to do it for them, he says, then my whole analysis is correct. But he says, if this guy went to one individual, and then another individual, and these individuals are not together at all, so he's the one that's making it all happen, so in the Sefer Mishpatei suggests that it's completely the shliachs, that it definitely belongs to the shliach, because it, that they're not, as a group, neither of them are, they're not a group, they're individuals, and as individuals, neither of them are entitled to that extra role. That's what Rav Spitz says in Mishpatei I don't know, I wasn't sure if I buy it or not, but that, that, that's what he suggests, yeah. So what, you can't, so suppose you make a, making a shot was a group of people to make a, per, make a purchase, say rent, rent a car, but some one person has to do the tircha of, of going to pick the thing up, going to return it. So the, the way to really handle these kinds of situations, everything should be up front. In anything. In all, in all dealings. Put everything, everything on the table. Here's going to be the benefits. This is going to be the effort. This is what's going to be involved. Let's come up with some sort of hescame, some sort of agreement in advance of what this entitles me to. And once the other partners 
agree to it in advance so then there's nothing to, nothing to discuss. You can make whatever tonight you want. As long as everyone knows what they're getting into, everyone knows what they're... They shouldn't be pulling shtick. What are they, you, know, you have to hide from him and go to this store. And that, you know, I didn't think... And Dafka not eat lunch with them, so they don't see that. I don't know. I didn't think it was... Uh, it was it, it's not proper to do something like that. Yeah. Also, if, let's say he laid out the money. Are there any, like, ribis issues, potentially? Or? A ribis issue? Why would it be ribis? Let's, not say, paying let's him? say he pays for it, so he's lending him the money, and then he's taking the sushi. Oh. Uh, it's like they're paying. Mm. I'm not holding enough in Uchaz Ribbis right now to answer. Maybe we'll do a Ribbis shear one when I got an interesting Ribbis Shaila recently, also. Um, maybe, maybe next week we'll see. <laughs> um, let me just spend five minutes on the other Shaila. Um, the other Shaila is a Sugi and Kiddushin. Why, why is it a Sugi and Kiddushin? Ani Amahapech Becharara. The Daphnun uh, test. The Gemara discusses Ani You have an Ani that's looking, he's interested in picking something up and buying something and acquiring something. So if you go and you sweep it and you take it away before the Ani has a chance to take it, Gemara says you nikra Russia. Such a person is called a Russia. Discussion in the postkin, Pischichuv and Reish Lamed Zayin. So Kabbalah discusses whether whether it's a Nisadar Rais or a Nisadar Banan to come and grab something from uh, from the Ani. But it's definitely a violation of us. He saw Yashavatov. We have to Lurecha Kamocha. Rishonim already pointed this out. Now, Mimidas Chasidus Pischichuv points I should even return it if you violate Ani so as Machlokas Rishonim, Rashi on the spot in Kiddushin on Dafnutas says that even if the item was Hefker and you can't find that item somewhere else, it is it's one of a kind. And the Ani's looking for it, still you're not allowed to sweep it and take it before he acquires it. Tos says, no. Free items are very hard to find. The Isra only applies to things that you can get somewhere else. Meaning, why would you buy this? If, you know, why would you buy this thing that the Ani is looking to buy? If you can buy the equivalent item somewhere else, if you just put in a little more effort, go down the block to the store and buy it somewhere else. That's where it's an Isra. Again, provided the Ani hasn't made a Kenyan yet. That's where it's an issue. But if it's something that's hefker, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and you're not going to be able to get it anywhere else, says Tosfos, then you're allowed to go ahead and, and, and take it. So Tosfos adds that there may be a separate issue of Yorid Luminoso Shalchavero, like the case of Mbabbasr, Dav Chafal, of Marchikin Min Adag, Pimlo Ritza Sadag, when a fisherman spreads out his net. It's not Right, right, so we're not going to get there. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> but Kiddushin, right? One is Ksubis, the other is Kiddushin. It's pretty amazing, no? So there's also a discussion as a Dafka and Ani. It specifically says in Ani, but the Shulchan Aruch assumes that it could, based on Iran, that it could apply to rich people also, because typically a rich person doesn't need the item, and the issue is only when the person going after the item actually needs the item. But if it's a rich person that actually needs the item also, so then you still have the same violation of Ani Amar Now, Shulchan Aruch, the Mechaber, quotes Rashi and then Tosos and the Ramah says we all like Tosos that you can poach if the item is Hefker since it's so hard to find meaning if you're not going to be able to find something similar somewhere else so then you're allowed to take, out, take away from, from this person but the, uh, the Tosos adds at the end of that Tosos that uh, if you're a Malami let's say you teach someone Torah you're not allowed to go to a person who already has a Malami and say, you want to hire me? I'm a much better Malamid than the guy you have. Because that's the order of the Then he's going to fire his Malamid. You don't want to be responsible for that. But if you want someone to teach Torah to your child, and you see that your neighbor has a Malamid teaching Torah to his child, you're allowed to ask that Malamid, you're allowed to hire that Malamid away from your neighbor. That's what Tosis writes, and that's what we pass on Shulchan Aruch. 
So Rav Shachter said, when I asked him the Shaili, he said, he's allowed, to, he's allowed to hire the guy. When it comes to hiring an employee, it's a, the employee is not allowed to offer his services when someone else is employed already by the other place, knock the other guy out of a job. When it comes to hiring an employee, you're allowed to hire an employee, away from, you're allowed to hire the Malamid. It's just not so posh, though, because the Sma and the Sardis Luchanarach says, no, it's Dafka by a Malamid, because in teaching Torah, Dafka has to be the right Shidduch. It's not so easy to find someone who's going to relate to your kid and teach him properly, so you find the Malamid that's going to work for your kid, so that's where you have the right to. The Archashulchan says, Dafka Malamid, because it's a Dvar Mitzvah. That it's only when it's a dvar mitzvah, which is somewhat questionable. You know, the, the, in Rav Spitz, in Mishpatei Torah, says that, you know, the Tosas connects to Tani Amavich B'charar, which has nothing to do with the dvar mitzvah. So it's hard to say that it's dafka about a malami. It probably means it's about any employee. But the Nosek Kelman and the Shulchan Aruch aren't so convinced that it's about any employee. But at the end of the day, there are mahals like the Ran, that you can take something that Anashi is interested in as long as he can find a similar one somewhere else. If he's not an Ani, and presumably whoever owns Gourmet Glad or Brox or whatever is not an Ani. So if he's not an Ani, you're allowed to take something that he's interested in as long as it's not the hardest thing in the world to find. He could find another sushi chef somewhere else. He's got five of them. Presumably he can, find, he can find another one fairly easily. It's not that difficult for him to find another one. So I thought in this case it would be Mutter, but I thought again, he should go over to the uh, owner of the establishment and say, I don't want to put your employees. I had no intention to so. Um, but it seems that some of them might be interested. You know, do you have any issue with me? Or maybe you have leads for me. You know, he doesn't, doesn't have to hire the number two man. Maybe yes, he should just put everything out on the table. I thought it would be, uh, now, it, it's somewhat risky because depending on how he says, he doesn't want to get the sushi guy in trouble, that his number two man was going to leave him, you know, and that he was, he was willing to jump ship. And now it's going to be bad. It's going to cause a bad relationship with his employer. So you have to do it b'chachma to say it properly. But Meikar, I didn't. There's no... There's no issue, I don't think, uh, with hiring him in that case. So again, I apologize. I have to run out. I hope wish everyone a good Shabbos. Thank you.